Welcome back, everyone. We're here for another live stream today. It's your boy, Jared T. We're here with Leo Pastel. We got a lot to talk about today. Leo's out here making waves. But first and foremost, how you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. Feeling great. Um, You know, definitely finally getting uh some space to not be overthinking this drop and just happy to kind of step back and see what happens. Feels like kind of a lot of the brunt work is done. So now it's just you know, coordination, meetings, sending it out, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, the the back end grind of it. Well, it's off to a really great start. Like, um, I got it pulled up here in front of me. It looks like you got 23 mints already and you still have two days left. So that's a really good start. Um, Sorry, I didn't even know it was 23. I guess somebody else just meant it. Because <laughs> it, was, it was not 23 last time I checked. But, yeah, thank you. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, it's definitely going well yeah looks like we got yeah man it's just rolling in here matt chain picked up 22 yeah man you out here doing things um so speaking of right um in your copy for the song it actually talks about or you you actually speak about how this was originally from chaos um but it wasn't one of the ones that was chosen for that pack but um Talk about what went into that creation process because, like, everybody talks about, like, what you know, how crazy that whole thing was, and then how this came to be. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's not familiar, uh, Headless Chaos is a band, a headless band of 77 artists, musicians, developers. Um, we came together through Song Camp. Um, we released a generative NFT project last June. Um, I think we sold around 2000 uh nfts uh generated a, a bunch of revenue yeah we we're able to split it between all contributors on the project um we had coverage by some bigger publications like billboard magazine uh, new york times things like that um so the breakdown of the way the camp worked they broke us up into three in the groups of uh three artists there was a producer a songwriter and a flex which was pretty much somebody who could do both i was songwriter one of teen songwriters in the camp um and uh, pretty much over a six-week span, they put us in a group of three people and said, you have two weeks to come up with a song. After that, two weeks, they would shuffle you. Two weeks to come up with another song. After that, shuffle you. Two more weeks to come up with a song. And then there was two weeks at the end of everything for the visual artists to really dig in and uh, generate you know, their layers. Um, so this was supposed, not supposed to be, but it was a first um, as a, a part of phase two which was a band I was in with Dillip and uh, Glass Tempo, who's the producer of this track. Um, so Glass Tempo sent a couple beats in the in the group chat, and I really liked this one. I can't remember what the na original name of it was. I wrote uh, kind of the hook. Try to find oxytocin highs. I wrote that part um, on the Glass Tempo's beat. Um, and then Dillip, they were, it was crazy because they were both two really good beats. The You can actually hear the other beat was... Uh, it's called Late Bloomer. It's actually in the Chaos collection I'm, that I'm featured on. Um, but they were both really good uh, samples, and Dillip was feeling the, the um, uh, what was it? Late Bloomer. I keep trying to call it Strawberry because that's what the working demo was. But Late Bloomer was the one Dillip was feeling. I think it was the right decision. It's like a, it's like a little bit more like accessible, you know, like pop-ish type song. So uh, um, uh, Oxytocin ended up getting shelved. Um, but there's a group in Chaos called the Alchemists, which listened to all the different demos that people in different groups working on. Um, Connor Dalton, Violetta, Dead Walker, 
and uh, oh, I always forget Fran Miller. Um, they were all the alchemists who uh, heard the oxytocin demo, and they really liked what we did. So they they made a little remix version um, of oxytocin, which actually is really my favorite song in the whole KS collection. So that you can actually hear the oxytocin remix as a like a rare track in the Chaos collection. Um, so yeah, but from that, after everything, Glass Temple and I came back together and decided to flesh out the original oxytocin demo we had, add some verses to it, add an outro, add an intro, and make it a full song. So that's kind of the process behind how it got here. I mean, that's really cool, man. Like especially for it to come on this this whole story. So like, I got a ton of questions a- around that. Um, first and foremost, like when you say you stripped it back to its essence, like I, I kind of love, I don't necessarily want to call the production simple, but I love like the simplicity of it, that it, it carries in tune with the vocals. Right. And then like, we can hear you, we can hear the, the, the lyrics and like, it's, it's simple yet. It, it you know, it just delivers. Um, what went behind the decision to, to kind of strip it down and make it kind of not like super intricate as far as like the production is concerned. Yeah, this this whole process was super collaborative, so I have to credit uh, Glass Tempo on those production choices. But uh, just based on like what we've talked about, he he said once I laid my vocals on that original sample, he just felt like he had the idea of adding some drums, adding some different elements. But he just when he tried it out, he was like, it just works the best as just that bass, that piano, and then my vocals. He said he didn't his words. He didn't want to mess up uh, the magic that was already there. So you know, we took a very simplistic and uh, intentional approach on the production of this. Well, Sorry, I think that's super important, actually. No, you're good, bro. Um, I, I think that's super important, like, knowing when to add or when not to add. Like, like uh, I think it's super easy to add more shit in there, and it, it's actually harder to leave things out. So, you know, kudos to Glass Tempo on that one. What I wanted to ask you about with the actual song itself, Oxytocin, and obviously, like, you were part of Chaos as a songwriter, I'm always kind of curious, like, do you recall, like, where your head was at at the time that you were writing this song? Like, do you remember what was actually, like, occurring? Yeah. Um, this was a really visceral track um, to, like, kind of simplify the idea. Um, oxytocin is, like, the love hormone. Um, that's what a lot of people call it. But it's just, it's really just a, um try to find oxytocin highs. I think it's like a human experience of humans trying to like fill vo- the void within us with things like trying to, and um I think if you hear like drug addicts talk about kind of their experience they always say the first time was like the highest high they ever get and they spend the whole rest of life or their dr- addict addiction trying to find that like that high trying to hit that same high that they had the first hit and I think anyone can relate to that, um, you know, in, in any human experience. You can get, you can be addicted to anything. So it's really, it's a song about like addiction and being stuck, in, stuck in cycles, and trying to find that like that hormone high, and relating like those hormones to like a drug high. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I'm gonna read this sentence. This the first sentence that you put on here, just so everybody knows what I'm talking about. But um, Leo wrote. This song reflects the intrinsic nature of humanity existing in cyclical patterns, constantly yearning for the transcendent states of mental elation. What I'm curious about in that by itself, and I think we we all have this this kind of self-awareness, varying degrees of self-awareness, but when we talk about, or when you mentioned cyclical patterns, what have you noticed 
uh, and I'm going to relate this to Web3, being in the Web3 space as present as you are, what kind of patterns have you noticed that you would maybe like to change or, or break out of uh, as it relates to what you've written here? There's so many. Um, for one, I would just say this like addiction to like social currency and like being up all night, trying not to miss a single thing. Um, you know, I don't know, just like this addiction to like the internet and just like social media. And I think that many in Web3 can relate to that. Um, you know, that can, that oxytocin, oxytocin com comes with any type of human connection. Like if you hug a person, like when you talk to someone that you love, like, you know, so I, I think it's, it's a broad uh, topic to talk about. But um, I would just, and honestly, that's that's like a decision I'm realizing with this drop. I'm like, once this is out, I'm taking a little step back because it, it's it took a lot to get this out, um, and not just like the the work of building this track, but the work of building my community and like of supporters. Um, and so that's why I'm actually doing an experiment with this. That when it's out, I'm gonna like take a step back from just talking to everyone. Um, and I actually like made a little social experiment with it where i'm um uh, i'm gonna open a token gated group chat with everyone who pops the nft um and that's just going to be the only place i'm communicating for a period of time i haven't really just decided how long it's going to be but i'm just really taking time away from all social medias all texts everything like that and tuning out everyone except the people who are like really in my corner the people who really are here for me and uh to help me out so yeah that's that's kind of been a direct impact of uh, in this song i'd say dude i love that i mean that's that's really cool and I, I think it's needed um i mean as silly as it sounds like sometimes even just taking a day away uh can can do things for you uh anybody that's been present in the web3 space can can assess that and, and probably even outside right like you know we we kind of overdo things from a work standpoint and everything like that now i'm curious though are you can we get you to like really like I want to, I want to hear about you being on a beach somewhere. Like what, you know, you got some travel plans on deck. Like what's going on? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like you're talking about for the conferences or what you mean? No, no, no. I mean, when you step away, when you step away, like, Oh, <laughs> uh, I, sh I wish, um, <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm really just locking in like a uh, girl, girl crash has been a big inspo of mine. Um, Funny enough, I onboarded her and she ended up like being a huge inspiration for so many of my steps in Web3. Um, but just the way she kind of like stepped all the way back from Web3 after doing like daily spaces for a short span. And uh, she's been having her head down, working on a, a, a generative project, like a bigger project. And um, just watching people still being here for her, still showing up for her, people taking over the, the spaces she was hosting. Like, it's just showing me that like, if you really are adding value, you can you can leave, take time to yourself, and come back, and it'll still be there. So, um, I'm taking a when I step away, it's I'm gonna be working. Like it's it's stepping away from what I see is like I don't know. Like it can be beneficial at times, but it, sometimes it can be frivolous. Just like you know, being in all these different group chats, all these Twitter spaces, all these like it's it's hard to sift through like the noise to like what's actually beneficial. So I'm just taking some time to step back from that and focus on the work, focus on creating, um, focus on building out like these next steps. And really, I honestly don't fully know what I'm going to be doing. That's that's kind of like 
I'm I'm letting my collectors be my advisory board and uh I'm coming in with a with a inquisitive mind and I'm just asking them what what uh does web3 need where can I provide value and uh that'll determine that'll define what steps I take love to hear that um shout out girl um I know you guys did some NFT NYC I know there's the outsiders collective NFT NYC like I actually got to see y'all play that down in Miami that was really cool um what, what what's that whole thing like is you know like i know you guys came together you made that but like then you like started like doing live sets with it what was that experience like it was cool um so girl a lot of people don't know me and girl are friends like older friends maybe five or six years um both from cincinnati ohio um so yeah i've, I've definitely uh played shows with girl on the same bill before but we uh i think our first collaboration was nft nyc which was funny enough because i know her for so long um but yeah, it was it was really cool. I think because of uh the stock, like the friendship we already had together, it makes performing with her like really flow really easily. Um I just I find that with with most relation with most uh creative relationships that if if I like the person as a friend, if we already mesh, that co- collaboration in any form just comes a lot easier. Um and I've had people tell us like we look like brother and sister, like me, we're like such a synergy on stage. Like, and I, it's because I don't get that compliment, like when I perform with other people. So it's cool that it uh, comes across to some people. That is cool. That is cool. And I want to take a moment here and I just want to make sure that everybody knows. So Leo's drop is live right now. Please go to sound.xyz. If in the search you type in Leo Pastel, you can hear the song. It's R&B on the blockchain. It is 0.03. We got two days left. To cop an addition in primary sale if you miss it for whatever reason getting funds up that sort of thing you can always pick one up on secondary i'm sure um go listen to it let us know how you're feeling about it um what i want to know is so i see the emphasis of from you talking about r&b on the blockchain i will say that uh as an r&b fan myself there's there's not a lot there's not a wide range of r&b uh in web3 at all one of my uh, one of the first people I saw kind of come on and do this, and, and he, he kind of varies uh, across different genres is McClenny. I don't know if you've ever linked with him. Really dope artist. Check him out. Um, but what I want to know is who do, you know um, who do you listen to first and foremost uh, on the Web three side that you like R and B, and then the traditional side, and then I've got a follow up for that. Absolutely. So I'm I'm actually trying to pull up a tweet because I just made a. Um... Let's keep tagging a bunch of uh, my favorite R&B people. I got a reference TK right off the bat. Um, definitely made a lot of noise. Uh, was it this year or last year? With Eternal Garden, sold 700 uh, music NFTs. I think right in Miami, like, yeah. Okay, so that was last year. Um, you know, R&B, Web3. Um, Jazzy, have to give a huge shout out to Jazzy. Uh, she originally was working with Mint Songs um, and uh, now is doing her thing as a solo artist. Amazing vocalist, amazing songwriter um miles ryan harris he's another super dope uh musician talea music she's she's an undiscovered gem um talea she's from the pacific northwest she's she actually is a career and um engineer like worked with some of the big people works in a really dope studio called ruby room which is in uh seattle i think um she actually mixed my song weekend which was on the outside mixtape but she her as a vocalist, as an R&B artist, she's freaking amazing. Um, Iman Europe, I mean, everybody knows Iman. She's yeah. she's a hitter. Uh, Scala, I'm going to just read the rest of this list. Scala, 
um Isidore oh my god I love Izzy um Zand he does like kind of like synth pop inspired music a lot of people compare him to The Weeknd um yeah I think that's the whole rim cycles oh my god crazy bass player and producer um but yeah that's that's the whole list that I put on Twitter so sorry if I didn't hit anybody but yeah it's all good what about on the web two side like you know who do you who are some of your favorites on that side yeah um frank ocean is definitely a big inspiration of mine and uh for this song specifically i definitely in the mix i was referencing uh a lot of frank tracks um i really love beyonce i know she i think when you get to a certain level popularity wise there's automatically going to be some like controversial opinions of you but i think just at a talent level at a skill level beyonce is so gifted um as a vocalist and as a performer and yeah just the way the way she builds her songs her voice is the centerpiece and she uses her vocals as instruments she just released um um, uh, an acapella version of it and it's like it's insane to listen to how much she's building out the song just vocally like some of the elements you'll hear it's like when i was listening to the song i thought those were like horns um but it's like just her vocals you know stacked so uh, it's changed the way i i see music um and just growing up listening to her she's like you know she's an awesome talent um who else do i love hiatus coyote they're a really crazy fusion like jazz fusion band from australia um they're freaking amazing incredible lauren hill she's a huge inspo of mine stevie wonder um a lot of gospel music kim burrells kurt franklin and fred hammond stuff like that that's that's my roots that's that's funny that you mentioned gospel. So my wife's a big gospel fan, and so like, I uh, I by default know a lot of gospel just because it's always playing in wow. my house. <laughs> Super cool. So I uh-huh. I actually uh, I come from a gospel background. My my sister's in a pretty uh, well established gospel band called Cross Worship. Um, my dad he was a gospel singer back in the day. Uh, you know, so I I, I actually had experience with uh, Sunday service choir Kanye West and them. Um, so. Definitely very uh, immersed in the world of gospel music. That's pretty cool. Um, this next question, so I, I, I tend to ask this to everybody. Uh, and this is kind of a fun question here. Um, I find that most people, when you're growing up, like obviously like your, your musical taste is influenced by the people that you're close to. And usually you can point to one album or at least one song that either a sibling or a parent or a cousin or somebody played all the time that you know front to back from when from your childhood curious what that would be for you <laughs> it's gonna be so funny um the first album i ever bought and it's just the one that always comes to mind there's probably but riot by paramore like when i got i got my little itunes card for christmas and that was the first like album that i bought with my own money and i remember like i remember listening to all the previews and i was like up how much it would cost to buy the song individually or buy the album and i was like it was so like i don't know that's such a vivid memory for me <clears throat> using my itunes card to buy riot by paramore so yeah that's, what that's cool that's cool yeah it, it's funny because the uh a lot of times that those answers that i'm getting from other people are like they could be completely different than what you're what you're working with today type of thing so uh just in case you were wondering mine is uh mariah carey from when i was a kid my mom used to bump the hell out of some mariah carey so it's the worst i, I still know all of it 
Okay, let me let me also throw definitely Mariah. We had the Mariah Christmas album on year round. We had a little CD player, and my little brother, my younger brother, was like the the track genius. So whenever we'd be like, "What's what's number is that?" He'd be like, "Oh, that's track seven. And so that's like a vivid memory. And then also, um, my dad had this compilation Sam Cooke album, and he had a compilation Stevie Wonder album. Everywhere we went, that's all we listened to. So honestly, I hated Sam Cooke and Stevie Wonder for like a large portion of my life because it was like. It was I just heard those songs trillions of times, but I rediscovered uh, that old like Motown music like in my college years, and I was like, "Wow, this is really profound, like beautiful music." Um, so yeah, that's definitely another one I would reference. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, it's funny that you mentioned navigating CDs like by track number. I remember doing that. I'm like, "Oh, throw a number four. You know, like we, we didn't know <laughs> song names back then. You just do them by the number. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious, um, being on the Web3 side, and obviously, you know, you talked about how present you are and whatnot. What's what's Rug Radio been like for you? Like, how would you describe that experience? Because obviously, like, from a time perspective, there's a lot there. But I assume uh, that overall, like, that's been, like, pretty additive to, like, everything that you're doing, right? Yeah. Um, the Rug Radio was such an easy integration. Um so we were already doing a, an open mic night under the Outsider Collective. Me, Girl, and Werb were hosting that uh, every Wednesday night. And we applied to Rug Radio just kind of to see what would happen. Originally, my idea was to um, do a different show. Um, but once we were, once I was onboarded, it was just like, it made the most sense to just the show, the platform I already had to just integrate that with Rug Radio, not kill myself having more than one show a week. Um, so we just transitioned, I think, right before basil um so it's it's been like nine or ten weeks at this point with rug radio i i don't do math on that i could be wrong but uh, but yeah it's it's really uh it's a, it's a cool process you really just um we uh drop a, a google form every week and we allow submissions for everyone in the web3 space um and uh then we were twitter space rug radio web3 open mic um in the first hour we spend kind of discussing different topics surrounding web three and music the second hour we spend just listening to all the submissions and giving people feedback if they want it or just providing encouragement and uh, love if that's all they're asking for so yeah no that's cool and, and all that stuff is like super like needed like that everybody needs that that stuff in the spot because everybody comes in in different spots and i don't know so kudos to you man i appreciate appreciate the work you're putting in there um I know that you said you don't necessarily know what's coming next. Do you, are you working on maybe like a larger work, any kind of album EP, anything of that nature, like for this year? Yeah. Um, so I, I had set a goal this year to drop, um, one song every month. So that's definitely what I'm doing. I don't know if an NFT is going to come out of each one, but definitely trying to do a Spotify release. I'm a little behind cause we got, we didn't get oxytocin out until February, but, uh, you know, sound hit us up and, uh, Wanted to do it February 15th, so it was just like, let's just push the whole schedule back one month. Um, and then uh, I'm also um, trying to build out a platform. You know, I don't want I don't want everything I build to be centered around me. I, I am really like a behind the scenes type of person. I think uh, a few years ago, I just realized it was the easiest path to success was kind of being the, the brand, being the face of what you're trying to put out there um, and then using that leverage to to like get you into rooms be able to do the, the um, my goal is to like work in artist development work in songwriting 
um, you know, just provide a platform for other artists to really shine. So that's that's definitely my eventual goal. I'm using all of the funds and all of the steps um, that I'm taking right now to kind of feed into that um, eventual goal. So, yeah. And I'm as far as projects, I'm working on a really uh, ambitious NFT project, um, some generative stuff with with a good friend of mine. So I, I'm really uh, excited for that to come out later in the year. I love that, man. Uh, that That's really cool to know that you got going on that. There's there's a couple things that you said in there that I actually really, 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 really uh, admire. Uh, when you say that an NFT won't necessarily come out of everything, I actually really like that. Uh, I don't, I'm, I am kind of a, a big advocate that not everything needs to be an NFT, but you know, this can complement web two and vice versa type thing. So I like hearing that you, you know, some things will be exclusive to the other sides and there's all sorts of ways that you can end up playing that later on down the road because of the exclusivity to one side or the other. So uh, hats off to you for that. Speaking of artist development and, and just kind of like working with other people, do you have any collabs on deck or anything that you can share? Oh yeah. Um, I've been getting hit up left and right. I guess people have been seeing the drops or whatever, but um, definitely have some really exciting uh, web three collabs on the, on the uh, horizon. Um, probably not that I can share yet. Um, I, I could, some things I can share. So this is already released. I'm in a band called Morphotones which is a, a virtual band in the MV3. If you want to uh, learn anything about MV3, um, it's, it's a NFT project made by Metaverse, which is a big Web3 media company. Um, but where me, girl, and uh, our friend Tony are like the leads of this virtual band, it's kind of like, I call it cyberpunk. That's like the genre we're going for. Um, so I'm really excited about future stuff with them. Um, I'm also in a, a band in the Web2 uh, industry called Hard Car Kids. Um, it's like, a, we call it a super group. It's a band of like six different guys and we're all like, you know, solo artists and we just came together kind of awesome. Uh, a lot of people compare us to Brockhampton um, just because that, you know, that's the boy band that's in modern history. Um, but yeah, we're doing really well. One of our songs actually just passed 2 million streams on Spotify and really? we're, uh, thank you. And we're gearing up for our second EP to come out in the spring. So really, really excited to see what happens with that group. Dude, congrats. Your plate is full. For everybody that doesn't know, um, by the way, are you, what, what's your handle? Is your handle the same across everything? Are you Pastel um, Eth on everything? No, nah, my, my Twitter is uh, Pastel Eth. It was really just my crypto Twitter, but it just turned into like my main social media. And then everything, uh, well, my Instagram is 1980wavy. Um, and then Lens, I'm Leo Pastel on Lens. I probably should have some type of like synchronicity, but they're all different. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to snag them all too, so especially when you start talking about Instagram and stuff like that. So, um, look, tap in with Leo, please, guys. Um, if you have not heard the song, it's a whole vibe. Go to sound.xyz, type in Leo Pastel, L E O Pastel, check it out. If you can cop one, cop one. If not, at least hit the retweet button, that does help out. Um, and 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 be on the lookout. Guys out here doing everything, um, you're gonna be all over this over the place. But uh, a much deserved break, um, at least from the from you know being front and center for at least a little bit on here um, coming up. So, dude, you know, congrats on on all your successes, and you know, it sounds like there's like a, a million more things to come. So, at some point, maybe I'll be able to point back to this. I'll be like, yo, I talked to him. So, uh, 
I, I deeply, deeply appreciate you spending the time um, and hopping on with me. Um, and I want to leave the floor to you to say whatever you would like to part us with. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, this was awesome. Um, I guess I'll say to the Web3 space as a whole, give music NFTs a chance. Um, I think a lot of people don't recognize that musicians are artists just as much as painters are artists, just as much as digital designers as art, are artists. Our art is just as valuable. Um, yeah, so just allow that space, um, you know, allow that space in your mind, even if you don't fully understand it, you know, just just try and come in with an open mind and see what's going on over here. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you again, man. Thank you to anybody that tunes in now or after the fact. If you have any questions for Leo and what he does, hit him up. I'm sure he'll be responsive. If not, you can hit me and I'll get you in touch. Thank you again. Good luck on the rest of the drop. Peace. Thank you so much, my man. Peace out. Thank you.